Hi, everybody. Welcome to our second episode of Rat Sweater. It's me, Amanda, and we have Annie and a special guest with us today. Um, wait, when you just said welcome back, everyone, like, who are you talking to? <laughs> to our 23 followers. You know what? Can you believe that 23? Okay, wait. Let's... Oh, well, when we have MG on, we can, like, talk with MG about this. But um, it was so funny. I was like, how do we have, like, 23 people listening? And I, like, our, like, pre-call. And MG was like, oh, I don't know. That's crazy. And then started sharing that she, like, literally sends this to every single human being that they know. That's amazing. I love it. Um, and I was, like, cracking up. I was like, yes, I'm here for this. And that's just amazing. Okay. But anyway, I already revealed that our special guest is MG. And I'm so excited for them to come on. Um, so MG is the individual that first told us about rat, like invented the coin the term rat sweater yeah I, I mean we really have we mg owe, to thank for the creative name we literally omg everything like literally this would not exist without mg and i'm so excited um to have them on but before um we bring mg aboard is there anything like any housekeeping we need to cover or like should we just dive right in i think we should dive in all right. Okay. MG, are you there? Yeah, I am. Hi. Oh my gosh. Hi, hi MG. This is so fun. Hello. Uh, how are you? How are you? Well, I'm doing well. How are y'all? I'm good. I have okay. my cat in my lap. It's a great night. Arriving. Um, it's literally having a rainstorm here, so I'm like hiding um, because of the noise. And also, I'm a um, leaving tonight on a trip with my teachers in the middle of the night, of course. So preparing for that. Oh my gosh. Where are you going? Um, we're going to Udon Tani. We're going to Isan. You're going Ooh. to Udon? Oh my God, come yes. visit me. <laughs> I like wish. I'm like a little confused about what's happening, but of I'm course. super pumped. <laughs> oh my God, Udon's awesome. You're going to have so much fun. I'm very excited. Um, I just hope that I don't die of heat because I'm instructed to wear jeans. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's not a teacher trip if you're not confused about the entire situation, so. <laughs> I'm super, no, I'm, like, so excited, though. I think it's going to be really fun, and it's, a, it's, like, a good group of teachers going, and I just, like, I'm lucky that I got invited, you know? Oh, yeah, so sweet. Um, okay, um, should we, like, jump in and, like, I mean, we're just talking, we haven't even talked about rat sweaters yet today, it's like, what even podcast is this? This is our intro segment, everyone's here for the intro. <laughs> I love the intro on all my favorite podcasts. Okay, is there anything else we need to cover on the intro? Um, I think that we're good. MG, would you like to dive into what is your rat sweater? Sure, so, um, Let's see. I think I, this is like my first response when I heard about, or yeah, when I heard the original podcast that referenced uh, what has now become rat sweaters. Um, and I still think it's true. I think my rat sweater is a pretty specific like body shape, like someone who's like tall, skinny, a little lanky maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pretty different from like my type. Like I feel like I'm attracted to people of a lot of different body shapes, but I definitely have like noticed a pattern with a few people that I've hooked up with that like my subconscious association with like that body state that body shape and like positive sexual experiences you like the long arms <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a vibe 
Uh, um, wait, so I have a question because you kind of touched on this, but like, what do you like? Do you think like what do you think the difference is between tight and rad sweater? Because honestly, we don't know. This, we have no idea. Oh my god, such a good question. I feel like type is more conscious, and it's like who you find attractive. Like your type is like who if they like walked by you at the market, you were like you'd be like whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, like your but, first gut instinct of like, ooh, that person's attractive. Yeah, exactly. And Wait, then, this is your type? Yes. Okay. And then I feel like your rat sweater is more of like a subconscious thing. Like you're not really thinking about it. Um, and it's more just like, yeah, just like a, more of like almost a situational thing. Like part of your environment that like makes a sexual experience more positive that you wouldn't like think to do necessarily. Right, right, right. Um, okay, wait, so Amanda, is your rat sweater not tan? I feel like that's more your type. You know, maybe mm. it's both. I really don't know. I have a lot of questions for myself. <laughs> I feel like I'm going through a midlife crisis, but I'm 22, just trying to figure out what sexual preference I have. <laughs> Give it a few more years for grandma over here. Um, I really liked your answer, MG, and I feel a lot of clarity in that. Like, I think that your type is who your, like, gut reaction, oh, that person's attractive, you know, like, when you walk by somebody. But I think that, you know, a lot of people might find similar-looking people attractive just based on, like, the beauty standards that are, like, accepted by our society as a whole. And I guess... Mm -hmm there's more people having sex than like who fall into our typical beauty standards, which would like then move over to the rat sweater line. Did that make sense? Or was I rambling? No, I, I think you have a point there of like that. There are some people, some attributes that wouldn't necessarily fit like traditional beauty standards that could still end up being your like, yeah, your rat sweater. Right. Hmm. But no, but I like, I actually, I'm like, that's causing me to think a lot because I think like a lot of times, like a type is normally associated with a physical appearance, not personality traits. Right. Not that it's exclusive, but that's normally when someone says, what's your type? Normally people are answering like, oh, tall guys, like buff people. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I think like they, you know, that is interesting because your, your rat sweater, normally like your type is like a, a positive, like more of like a. I don't know if I want to say positive, but like, it's like a, you know, like, oh, like I'm like, this is hot or this turns me on and your rat sweater, like is more of like, oh, it, it doesn't have to be, it's just like the pattern that you notice versus mm-hmm. like something that you automatically stands out to you. Am I, am I rambling? Does that make sense? <laughs> we both just ended our rambles with the same <laughs> phrase, Annie. <laughs> I think it does. Um, okay. Here's something I've been thinking about recently with the difference between rat sweaters and types though is, okay. So think about the sweater had nothing to do with the rat that it was on. Like, does a rat sweater have to be an attribute of a person? Can it be like, I have positive sexual experiences when it's cold? Or like, just like a random Whoa. thing like that? <laughs> That's Whoa, MG, dang. Ooh. Like, maybe, right? Damn, you got me thinking, MG. Yeah, I like, I don't know. I hmm. like don't know, but it seems like it would make sense, right? It's just a form of like conditioning, like Pavlovian kind of vibe. So if you've what a, already had positive sexual experiences, like 
in a certain position or like in a certain right. like environmental condition wouldn't you get used to like that meaning it's going to be a good time wow i'm yeah. shook i honestly i think the answer is yes but also like there's so many different environmental conditions that people have sex in and like okay but but think about like then then that also could be like your rat sweater changing but think about if your first few sexual experience like positive sexual experience are like in a certain location then like you're gonna associate that location with like oh my gosh i'm literally wow mind blown empty i can't handle it Hmm. like right yeah that makes sense yeah like and then it can change, and then also it can change to maybe not be that over time or et cetera, but like... Right. I was going to say, I don't feel the same excitement when I look at my small hatchback anymore as I once did, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I also feel like that, that testifies that this is like conditioning, right? So it's not like, you know, you get one per point for every person you hook up with. It's like every set positive sexual experience changes your conditioning a little bit. So, like, Damn. if you haven't, if you've been missing that hatchback, your ass is changing. <laughs> I am, like, I, that's... Like, My mind is going to too many directions now, MG. Like, seriously. <laughs> Some things that I don't know if I want to share. On <laughs> <laughs> Annie, we started this intro podcast saying that we're going to be open and vulnerable. Isn't, isn't that what you said, Annie? I had to agree to be vulnerable to sign up for this. So. Um, you know what? I think there's a difference between being open and vulnerable and sharing things that just no one wants. <laughs> you know? Uh, I, think, I think there's a difference. But, that, you know, that is a good point, though. And I think, like, I think with your rat sweater, I feel like it can be interpreted kind of however you want it to be. And so if you want it to be like a more maybe like in-depth meta look at, you know, a pattern that you've noticed with people, I think like that is honestly really helpful um, in terms of like thinking about where you've been, where you want to go, et cetera. But I also think like it can be like multiple things. It doesn't have to be like, I only have one rat sweater and it's this. It could kind of be like, oh, you know, it's interesting. I noticed this pattern and I also noticed this pattern and maybe like, one is in relation to the individual and one is in relation to your setting or your, you know, like various things. I think that you are right, Annie, and it's all very fluid and can change and probably changes between sexual partners also. Totally. You totally. know, like what, what might be your rat sweater for one person, like could change for another person based on your previous experiences. If it's like a setting thing. Oh my gosh, right. wait. So imagine if it's like a setting thing and then you're having sex with the same person, but you notice that it's better in like a certain location or something than in other locations. Ooh, Annie. <laughs> I wonder if it's like almost the opposite of a, like a trigger or I guess kind of the same thing as a trigger. But, but like in a, a, po positive just a positive one. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you've had a lot of negative experiences with a certain condition, when you're in that condition, it'll like bring that up for you. But it's like the better version of it of like... If you've had a lot of really good time and then right. you see the setting again, you're ready. Wait, wow. Can either of you think of like a positive like trigger for lack of a better word, like for this situation? Mm. I can think of some negative environments I've had sex in that I don't want to have sex <laughs> in again. <laughs> okay. But can you think of any like positive ones? I can, I can think of a positive yeah. one um, that's kind of oddly specific, but 
Um, you know the kind of shirts that I call like gay shirts, like the button-ups yes. with the small pattern. You wait, can you for all of our uh, twenty-three <laughs> listeners that happen to be all of your friends? Um, can, you share, <laughs> can you share what a gay shirt is? Yes, yeah, so it's a short sleeve button-up uh, shirt. Like I'd say, typically worn by like butch women and like gay men, but also could be worn by like anyone. I feel like it's kind of, like often associated with um like queers or hipsters but it normally has like a small pattern repeated on it it has yeah, a collar like that's like a gay shirt it has a collar usually a, polo, a pocket like, polo. Yeah, yeah one of those like frockets okay yes continue <laughs> um i feel like the idea of like a someone wearing a gay shirt and it like being unbuttoned a little i'm like mm, that's like a positive trigger Ooh, Ooh, that's nice like if like so if you're like like significant other or partners whoever you're even if they're like just someone you're seeing like rolled up in that shirt you'd be like let's go yeah I feel like that happens with my girlfriend (laughs) yeah really oh my god I love that wow that's sweet okay your turn Amanda no I'm not ready I haven't picked one yet it's your turn Annie (laughs) um I have literally no idea like literally negative idea of what it could be um, I also live in rural Thailand and uh, <laughs> you're not getting a lot of action over here. You know, it's uh, limited to the Senorita music video. So, <laughs> okay. Um, let's, while you and I are thinking, let's move on to our next question for MG. Yes. Um, our next question for MG is, do you have a positive or negative feeling towards your rat sweater? Um, is it something you like care either way about now that you've defined it? Huh. Um, yeah, actually, I, I think I feel pretty negatively about the rat sweater that I first mentioned, which was the, like, someone being, like, a certain body shape of, like, kind of blanky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, so, okay, I really don't like it, actually, for two different reasons. One is that I feel like it is something I don't want to value. Like, it falls into this, like, societal norm of, like, models and like kind of the beauty standard being someone who's like tall and skinny and like sometimes unhealthily to that extent Mm -hmm. and I think consciously that's like not something I want to agree with or promote and like I don't look like that and I like like my body but I it like concerns me that I like think I'm maybe subconsciously valuing that Mm. no that's that's fair and I think like it's it's like a tricky thing because it's like you you don't like actually think that or like and and I'm sure that like I don't want to speak for you maybe like agree disagree like you've hooked up with people that don't look like that Mm -hmm. that don't meet that type but like you do have this like positive pattern you know yeah exactly you know I feel Um, the same way about my tan um rat sweater now as well that you've mentioned that like like I'm not tan I'm a ginger so, like, <laughs> like, what in me is seeking out this physical trait that I'll never get, you know? Because, like, yeah. I'm comfortable being pale. I can't really do anything about it. So, yeah, like, why am I, why am I only having great times? No, that's not true. Like, I've hooked up with someone who is not tan, and I had a good time, but also, like, my more consistent pattern is tan people. So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And mine's the same. It's like, it's definitely not a hard rule. I like, don't think I would 
So this like also ties into the second reason why I don't like it is that body shape changes. Right. right? Mm. So like if I want to be with one person for a long time, which like I do, like I should expect it to change. And so like expect my rat sweater to like not be met for at least part of the relationship. Because at some point they'll get old and then they'll be short and lanky. And that is... (laughs) Just no, interesting. Like, really? Yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess same for being tan. Like, you know, that all depends on what your ethnicity is. But I mean, we're young and fun. Like, we spend more time out in the sun. <laughs> we're gonna be like seventy years old, and Amanda's gonna like make her like husband like go to the tanning salon. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's the other thing. Is like it feels kind of shallow, right? Right. To it be, does because I. I don't think I would admit it in a conscious way ever that like oh, this like oddly specific beauty standard is like important to my sexual experiences. Right. But it's also like be. it kind of is. <laughs> but hmm. something that, um, I, I talked to my girlfriend about this before and something that she said that I really helped me make sense of it was that like when you think about it, like most of those changes, like, being tan or not or like body shape or whatever if they change they're going to happen gradually and because you're going to be having like positive sexual experiences with the person like your rat sweater is just going to change gradually with them hopefully right that does make a lot of sense which like i don't know the science but like sign me up that's some reassurance and that makes sense too yeah because especially like depending on your life situation and like your family the environment and like experiences that you have during sex are definitely going to change as you get older. Mm, hmm. Yeah. So, like, will our rat sweaters keep changing? Yes, totally. Will it be like, as long as there's not a toddler banging on the door, it's good. <laughs> <That's> my... <laughs> That'll be my rat sweater when I'm like 35. <laughs> Honestly, is that your rat sweater now that you like live at a school? Now that I live with a toddler next door, yeah. (laughs) That's true. Um, Annie, do you think that we're ready to move on to our next question for MG? Totally. Okay, MG, we want to know your thoughts on this question. To preface, we also don't have an answer for this question, which is why we're asking you. Um, I'm great at bullshitting, so I'm so ready. What do you think is the difference between a rat sweater and a fetish? We talked about this a little in our initial conversation about, um, like, typically Western men, especially in this context now that we all live in Thailand, and we notice that, like, a lot of Western men come here to be with Asian women, or there's also, like, a trend with people who think that gingers are freaky or something, um, like, where do you think that line is? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, okay, I feel like I don't super know, like, how fetish is actually defined, but I'm just going to bullshit an answer. Um, good. Well, just remember, we don't know. So, it, you know. We're all just, just theorizing here. We're just, yeah. this whole podcast is just mm. bullshitting. It's fine. And also, Rathwater isn't even, like, a real effing term. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, okay, I think I have a few two possible answers so one is rat sweaters is by nature linked to conditioning so it's something that you have liked in the past and it's like a positive trigger now for lack of a better word than trigger. right um while a fetish doesn't have to be lacti- 
It doesn't have to be conditioned at all. It can be something you feel without ever trying it. Or that you but, are, like want to try without having done it before. I have a theory for this. What if it's conditioned based on like whatever porn you're watching as a young person and then like all of your positive experiences with yourself are like when you're watching porn of an Asian person or a ginger, like how do you think that plays into it? I mean, but follow up though, like I feel like the person already has the fetish if they're like looking up Asian porn. Like, do you know what I mean? Or if they're like yeah. looking up like ginger porn, like they That's already, they already like are at least trying out the fetish. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, <laughs> the fetish <laughs> or the porn? We don't know. Um, yeah. So yes. Also, I feel like a fetish is at least I associate it with like, um, like that this attribute causes. I guess this, that being near your, the thing that you desire is like extremely gratifying in mm-hmm. a way that I don't think rat sweaters are in the same way. Like I feel like a rat sweater makes it a little bit better, but might not be to the same like extreme. Oh yeah. Ooh, I like that answer. You know what I'm, and what I'm thinking is like a rat sweater often is like your subconscious and normally a fetish, like you're very aware if you have a fetish. You're like actively <laughs> seeking out that type. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, like, we were talking about, like, we weren't really even sure what our rat sweater was until we actually were sitting down and thinking about it. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. But I wonder so about, I feel like, like, that's also, like, <sighs> sorry, MG, you can go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like that's also tied to the, like, how gratifying it is. That, yeah. like, you're going to be really aware of it if it's, like, a fetish that, like, brings you so much joy. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, at what point does, like, a common trend with your sexual partners turn into a fetish? Like, I'm thinking about one of my friends from college who is a ginger, and she was hooking up with this boy at the same time. Another ginger who looked, like, literally identical to her was also hooking up with the same boy. And it was just, like, it was a very strange situation to observe. And I wonder, like, how that has progressed for him into, like, his adulthood. You know, like, at what point did that start and, like, be a pattern and now it's a fetish i don't know i just wonder where he's at sexually i guess to be honest if i was hooking up with two people that looked the same like good luck to me i would 100 percent like mix them up (laughs) (laughs) um we lived in the same dorm building so there's also that oh my god (laughs) college Um, is a time i don't know it's a good question and like is it only yeah, is it only when it's, like, tied to identity that it's, like, a problem? Or, like, could any of these be? I don't know. Like, I think... I don't know. Okay, I think the whole entire gist of this podcast is... is we, we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fucking we, know. Um, we need to... Or you need to get someone on the podcast that uh, could, like, give you some more insight on the, into fetishes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't really know anyone with fetishes that they talk about openly. I'll have to do some, some research for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's um. I was gonna say maybe you do, but then you said that they don't talk about openly. But like, throw it out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do some research. Um. You know, what if one of the people who buys my feet pictures would want to talk on this podcast? You know, I don't think I'd want to talk to anybody. 
No, first of all, Amanda, don't get ahead of yourself. You have not done it yet. No, I really haven't put in the work to make the website is my issue. I'm a bit lazy. But the but offers are out there. They're coming in. We all know Amanda wants to sell pictures of her feet for money. I do. It's all a great right. way, it's to, a make way money. to make money. And yeah. I don't know why. You know why I'm saying it in this tone? Because, like, I'm jealous I didn't think of it first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a pretty big demand. I'm not capitalizing on the market space here. Okay, we'll talk about it offline. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any last questions for our lovely guest? Um, no, I don't think I have any. Well, I, I'm really like, wow, this conversation has been eye-opening thinking about like your rat sweater as like you can kind of have multiple in different areas. And that's really gotten, getting me to think. Right, because, you know, it would be interesting if they could redo this experiment like some wearing sweaters, some wearing socks, <laughs> some with little hats, you know, see how it all plays And then out. have, like, or, like, oh, you know what would be cool, though, is, like, what MG was talking about, it being cold. Like, what if they did the experiment and had it be cold the first or, like, time? like, in the dark, then, yeah. Right, and then, like, ran the experiment again and had it be, like, cold and had them do it, like, have it be cold and have it be hot and see if there's, like, a difference in, like, in their, re- their reactions or whatever. Mm. Mm, that is interesting that would we'll be have to I'm get in touch very with... interested in that study <laughs> I wonder disclosure, if the way I thought of okay the reason why I thought about that is I remember when I was in like high school I had never had sexual experiences or like really masturbated at all and I was reading some like trashy teen magazine and it was like things to know before you like masturbate or like whatever and one of them was like like make sure you like vary what you do or you'll be conditioned to like only like sex in this context which was obviously a trashy teen magazine like really going above and beyond and like (laughs) (laughs) I was like like that really concerned me like shout out to whatever that magazine was like J14 yeah and I was like what joke do I make it could have been like I feel like that could be like something in 17 yeah Mm -hmm. it's possible But, like, I mean, when it applies to rat sweaters, like, they might be right of, like, if you always are doing a certain thing, you're used to it. Yeah, but I think that's also, like, discouraging you from, like, trying out new things. Even if, like, what you have going is going well, you know, like, you can still out, you can still try out new shit. Maybe that's, like, the whole uh, message about rat sweaters. That even if you're conditioned, you can still... Try out new shit. Well, right. And then, you know, like, the more experiences you have, the more it's like, okay, well, if if you, like, let's say you, you know, making up numbers here, like, if you've had sex with three people, you're going off of, like, three experiences. But when you have sex, if you've had sex with 20 people, like, you're going off of a way larger pool of, like, it could have been very different than when you had only hooked up with three people or whatever. That's true. I'm thinking of rat sweaters differently, though, because I'm not thinking of it by person, right? Because it's by experience. Mm. Well, I guess if you've had three hookups versus, like, you were with someone for a long time and you hooked up multiple times, like, aren't each of those, like, building, conditioning you for your rat sweater? You are so accurate. And, Mm -hmm. again, my mind is blown. 
<laughs> we can't have mg on the podcast anymore because now we have too many questions to think about no like, I did i answer so any of your questions or did all i do was ask questions yes well, that's so real though like i you know that that you're right because it this wasn't a this experiment and initially and again we're taking it as real but like it wasn't about specific rat it was about the jacket mm-hmm. and the sweater so it was or whatever the sweater so it's like it could be the same person but uh you know it's every time is its own time Mm. wow holy goodness (laughs) now you have to reanalyze your rat sweater analyzing every single positive sexual experience you've had like yeah maybe next episode like i'm gonna have a totally different rat sweater than the 100 i've shared i'm gonna have to designate a whole notebook to this now but actually <laughs> um, oh my gosh mg thank you so much we're so happy to have you on. this has been so fun have a wonderful night y'all thanks for having me um, um we need to thank our sponsors um annie would you like to thank our sponsors first yeah so um now is the time that amanda and i've decided we're going to thank our sponsors but in case anyone's wondering who in the heck would sponsor us the answer is no one so Amanda and I have decided that we're each going to say one thing that we hate until someone actually decides to sponsor us. I'll go first. <laughs> Something that I don't recommend is my cellular water. <laughs> Annie, if you could just fuck off. <laughs> however you effing say it. My cellular, you know what? If I knew how to say it, it would be better. Here's why. You know, it's just another one of those beauty things where they want you to literally buy, pay money for fucking water. Like, I literally don't get for your face. And Amanda made me buy it last week. And she was like, you need to buy this micellar water and, like, whatever. And I spent way too much money on this stupid-ass water that I put on my face twice a day. And I think it's a waste of my time and it's a waste of my money. And why am I paying money for beauty water? I don't know. And I don't recommend it. Two thumbs down. So what I have to say to that is if any micellar water brands are listening and would like to sponsor us, I love your products and would welcome you with open arms. Um, the sponsor that I would like to detest my hate for, that's not the right word I'm trying to use. Anyways, I hate beer bottles without twist off caps. Like Ooh. we have the fucking technology to twist off a beer bottle cap. Why would you make me need to also always have a beer bottle opener with me at all times that's just not convenient is that at the forefront of your mind because you literally took a chip out of the hotel room <laughs> last weekend that's correct <laughs> i also risk damaging every hotel room i'm at because <laughs> i have to open a beer bottle on the table so two things that we don't recommend that you buy my cellular water and, i recommend it and beer bottles that don't aren't twist off So I think that has been it for our second episode of Rat Sweater. Um, Like and subscribe. I don't even know if you can do that on this app. (laughs) Pass this on to your friends. Maybe next week we can top 23 um, and maybe get like 24 listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Manda Wind. No A in the front. Stop, like, plugging yourself. No, I'm trying to tell people they can DM me if they want to be a guest on our show, Annie. Oh, oh, okay. Do it. Say it again. I cut you off. (laughs) (laughs) On Twitter, at MandaWind, you can DM me, and we would love to have you as a guest on this really fun podcast. 
Absolutely. And that is all. Have a great week, everyone. Think about your rat sweaters. Bye. Bye.